0: Hi, I'm Joy. Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Girlish Gurus. And Susan, why are we here?
1: We are here to start a conversation about female empowerment and the issues facing women our age at this time, and to have some fun along the way. So let's get started. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish Gurus. So I chose today's topic because I get this daily newsletter during the week called the Optimist Daily. And I learned about this newsletter from a woman named Leslie Lupo, who's a metaphysical teacher. And I met her when I went to Canyon Ranch for a vacation a few years ago. And I really love it because it is nothing but optimistic news. Not a bad story in the bunch. Everything's uplifting. It's about the good that people are doing around the world. It's just all positive news. Well, in that, um, this week, there was an article. And the name of the article is, What's the secret to a longer life? Optimism, of course. And I just thought, wow, what a great topic to discuss, optimism. We could all use a little more of that. Oh, yes, nonstop. Yep. uh, Especially given all that's going on in the world world today today there's just a lot to to be pessimistic about so i thought let's talk a little bit about optimism and what that can bring to your life so this article in particular cited some studies done by the journal of american geriatric society now i know we aren't quite (laughs) geriatric yet
0: but what constitutes
1: geriatric exactly according to this new study that involved almost 160,000 women who were a range of races and backgrounds, that those women with higher levels of optimism have a much longer lifespan and a greater chance of living past 90.
0: Doesn't that just blow your mind?
1: It does. And this was in addition to a study done in 2019, which basically gave the same information, except that it was of both men and women of all socioeconomic backgrounds, different health conditions, some smoked, some were socially engaged, some were not. But even with all those different things, if they were more optimistic, then it showed that they actually could typically live beyond the age of 85. That's crazy. That's amazing. So when I read just those first couple paragraphs in this article, I thought, wow, that I don't know that I realized that it had that big of an impact on our lives and what it could mean to us in so many ways. But then the more I read, the more information I found out. And then I started looking for other articles that just provided even more information as to how it can positively impact us if we can keep an optimistic attitude.
0: Cool. So, Well, I for one was surprised. Well, no, I wasn't surprised to know that optimism could increase your, Longevity. But I was surprised by this statement in that article. And it said that the results of the earlier 2019 study echoed these results, concluding that most optimistic men and women, regardless of socioeconomic status, health condition, depression, smoking, social engagement, poor diet and alcohol use, showed an average of 11 to 15% longer lifespan than those who didn't practice much positive thinking. In fact, the results of this study showed that the highest scoring optimists were likely to live to or beyond age 85. That to me was like a mind bender.
1: Yeah, because th- some of those are negative <laughs> behaviors for sure. Exactly.
0: And we have been trained to think that just changing those behaviors is enough. Right. And it's not. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> or it might not be.
1: It, you know, it could also be enhanced. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the thing, right? So I know this information really did surprise me. Mm -hmm. It did. But so that's like the first part of this. I think obviously we all know there are benefits to being an optimist versus a pessimist. But some of the benefits may not be as obvious as some others. I thought we could talk about a few of the benefits and some of them. Would be In choosing to be an optimist, and this was from another article that I found called Very Well Mind, and we'll put a link to this with the podcast, but some of the benefits of being optimistic that might be surprising are that it can provide confidence and increased levels of confidence when you're optimistic. A big thing to me was that it did decrease the risk of illness, and this piece was from evidence at a study done of the University of Pittsburgh. Woot, woot. Um, <laughs> that concluded women who had an optimistic outlook had a 30% lower risk of heart disease. And given that heart disease is the oh, yeah, it's biggest a big one. killer of women,
0: mm-hmm. that's huge. Oh, huge, yeah.
1: And then the University of Michigan did a study that linked optimism to a lower risk of stroke. So- It's not. That's amazing. Yeah. Those aren't small things by any means. Some other things are just improved quality of life. That goes without saying. The longer lifespan, which we've talked about. Mental health benefits. Obviously, if you're optimistic, I think you would tend to have less stress. And that's what this article said.
0: And a greater appreciation for other people. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Managing illnesses. Yes. You'll be more successful managing long-term or chronic illnesses. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It certainly can
1: relieve depression. If you tend to have depression, it can improve your sleep quality, I think. Which as menopausal women, that's a big one. It is a big one. So, and there's more and more in here, but those are just a short list of some things. To me, though, the keys were improving areas of health, both mental and physical the impact that optimism can have on those
0: parts of our lives to me is invaluable. I think that if it's possible to work, to improve your general outlook just for health reasons alone, I would strongly encourage you to do it. I think that the evidence is mounting everywhere that an optimistic outlook is key to just an overall happier life. Right. And I think these articles really bear that out. Right. And there have been many
1: studies shown. They are mentioned in some of the articles that we read for the podcast today that state with patients who have cancer or other critical or even terminal disease, that having a positive attitude about your management of that disease and recovery from it is crucial crucial to the success.
0: Okay, so we've established all of the benefits of being optimistic. We know that there are pretty significant, life-changing benefits to learning to be optimistic. Right, it
1: isn't just fluff, it's not just, oh, it'll allow you to have a better day. There are
0: studies and science facts, behind it. Facts, right? facts
1: behind, yes. To show that this is a life-changing thing. So let's say you are by nature a pessimistic person, right? Because there are those out there and we can all kind of go down that rabbit hole sometimes of being pessimistic. So why don't we talk a little bit about ways to maybe turn that switch, turn it around. If you tend to be that way, how can you change your mindset to become a more
0: optimistic person? Oh, and I got to tell you, this is really important to me because... I grew up in a family that was less than optimistic. <laughs> I'm just saying we were very practical, realistic people. And there is a certain family member who shall remain nameless that tensed on the negative side and has ever since I was a kid and more than one of these articles mentioned that only 25% of your tendency to be optimistic or pessimistic is inherited. That's right. That's exactly right. That means most of your tendency to be on one end of the spectrum or the other comes from your environment and what you learn as a child, etc. And I can completely relate to that because for me also being a lawyer as an issue spotter, you tend to look for the pitfalls in situations because that's what you're trained to do, okay? And that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. So for me, this topic of learning how to increase your optimism is extremely important. And it's something that you and I haven't discussed this at length before, but when you proposed this topic to me, I was all over it because I have actually been studying it for my own benefit for a number of years now just to improve my mentality and my outlook and i've read quite a few books on the topic i have looked at a lot of different materials and resources to try to improve my overall optimism haha you didn't know i was going to say that did you i did not (laughs) but i love this topic and this particular part is important to me.
1: Well, yeah. And I think, too, what's important, and this was throughout all the information that I read and researched, is that we are capable of training our brains to be otherwise. Exactly. So you aren't stuck in that nope mode of having to be this less than optimistic person.
0: You are capable and able to change how you think. Exactly. You're exactly correct. And in... One of these articles, and there were there are quite a few, and again, as usual, we're going to put these in the description of the podcast episode. Right. But in one of these articles, they go in-depth into the tools that you can use to train yourself to be more optimistic. Now, we are going to talk about possible pitfalls of being overly optimistic. You need to maintain a balance. But I think it's important to learn how to be more optimistic even though there are some cautions that we want to talk about a little bit later on, but it's so important to understand that there are ways you can change your mentality and your outlook and optimism that I think we need to go through those. And there's in these articles quite a few different approaches Mm -hmm. to increasing your optimism that are actually pretty straightforward and simple. Right now. The first one that I love, and I've actually talked about a lot in my personal finance stuff, is gratitude. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is such a big one. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It is. And there's actually a guy out there. And again, I'm going to spring this one on you because it's just popping into my head. A guy named Sean Aker. Do you know who he is? I do. I've read Mm -hmm. his book. And so have I. And he talks about a practice of every morning for 30 days, taking just a few moments To list out three things that you're thankful for. Yes. Or you can write in a gratitude journal. Which is what I do. I I have a gratitude journal that I write in before I go to bed every night. That to me is kind of like the pinnacle of a gratitude practice. If you can get there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you can write in a gratitude journal daily. That's wonderful. I personally take a few minutes to reflect on the things that I'm grateful for. I try to make a habit of it throughout the day. Especially when I'm feeling a little bit down about something, which was very useful during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because it was a sad time for everybody. But there are other things that you can do just on a daily basis to try to train your brain to be a little bit more optimistic. And another thing you want to be aware of is once you start working on trying to be more optimistic, it rewires your brain. So you have a more of a tendency to be optimistic and look for the positive in most situations you kind of trend in that direction it's a momentum thing so here is a short list of six ways to train yourself to be more optimistic from one of these fantastic articles that we're going to post in the description of the podcast the first one is and I know this kind of showed up in a few of these articles it's try on a positive lens and That is basically actively working to shift your perspective by just thinking happy thoughts when you see yourself going down that rabbit hole. So this article says, for my clients who have historically tended to be pessimistic, they habitually view things as negative. I will ask them to challenge themselves to always consider that there may be another way of looking at things. And this is basically positive reframing a situation. So, for example, if a client expresses that an entire day was ruined because it was dark or rainy outside, I would challenge him to focus on what may have been gained during that time. Often he will reply that he did end up spending time indoors, relaxing, reading or cuddling up to somebody he loves all instead of looking at events in the most negative possible light. I encourage clients to make an active effort to try on positive lenses as much as possible. After a while, this will become effortless a more automatic and optimistic frame of mind. So the first tool that's listed in this article is to try on a positive lens. And basically what that means is whenever you're in a situation where you feel yourself starting to kind of go down that negative outlook spiral, Spiral. you can intentionally try to look for a positive aspect of the situation. So that's trying on a positive lens. Number two, And this is a big one. Oh, this is a big one. (laughs) Take note of the company you keep. (laughs) Oh, how many of us in our lives have somebody who's a chronic complainer or will happily bring you with them down their negativity spiral? (laughs) I think we've all
1: encountered those. Of course. Right.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, yes. And. Like I said, some of us can have family members who are that way. And so it's much more difficult to distance yourself from those people. But what you can do is you can start paying attention to who you're spending the most amount of your time with and how they affect your mood and your outlook. And you can take steps to try to insulate yourself from another person's. Negativity spiral, right? I think,
1: you know, it's about setting boundaries with those kinds of people and learning when to Say Mm Boundaries are always a good thing. Yeah, it's about setting boundaries with people who tend to have that negative impact mm-hmm. on you and you may have to be around them at times, but when you are going to be or you know you're going to be just in your own mind say, "Okay, I I know when I'll need to stop the conversation and say, "You know what? I need to
0: right." Or you can have a list of things maybe from your gratitude journal, mm-hmm. things where you've appreciated a success of yours or things that always make you happy thoughts you can turn to when you know you're going to be with that person and you can kind of get ready for it (laughs) because a lot of us have no choice but to spend time with the person who's negative right you just can't necessarily end the conversation or you can't necessarily get away from them you are going to have to spend time with that person And if you can plan out a strategy ahead of time to try to insulate yourself and protect yourself from that negativity spiral, then you can beat it. You can get on top of it. And this is also mindfulness. Yes. Being present in the moment. Right. Understanding, okay, this is what's happening in this moment, but you're just an observer of the moment and not an engaged participant in the negativity spiral (laughs) because
1: the mindfulness helps tremendously i feel in changing our mindset because the easiest way to go down a negative rabbit hole spiral whatever we want to call it as we've been saying is to start looking back at negative situations events whatever or worrying about the future And what's going to go wrong? And oh, what about this? Catastrophizing. Right. So if we can stay present and stay mindful, I think that is huge. A a huge piece of helping us to go from a somewhat
0: pessimistic to an optimistic mindset. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a big one. Again, we are in this world and things are happening and we're going to talk about this more in a minute. It's not a good idea to completely turn a blind eye to what's going on in the world. But you have to prepare yourself for it. And you have to understand that if you start connecting with people who are optimistic in general then that's going to head in the opposite direction. You're going to build momentum on the optimistic side. Mm -hmm. So that's another strategy that you can use. You can start looking for people who are optimistic and building relationships with them to help increase your tendency to be optimistic rather than pessimistic. Okay, that's a big one. Okay, now this next one, number three, is an equally big one. And it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. And that is... Turn off the news. (laughs) Uh, Now, there are people out there who say you should be paying attention to the news to know what's going on. And I agree with that to a certain extent. It's one thing to be informed and to make sure you're staying up to date on relevant issues. But it's another thing to get on all the news channels and just marinate in that situation for hours and hours. This article says the news and current state of media and politics can make it very hard for people to be optimistic. The reality is the moment you turn the news on or read a paper, you are likely to be barraged with negativity and a bleak outlook on the world. This, however, is an imbalanced view on the world. So I suggest that people try to limit their consumption of the news. I typically recommend allowing yourself just enough time to learn the news, after which I suggest that you turn off the media and instead spend time doing activities that help maintain your health and a positive outlook. If you feel a need to process the current state of political or world affairs, you may want to consider having a healthy discussion about it with a friend or family member. This still allows you to absorb the information, but can also offer you a good level of discourse and balanced views on the news. So Joy, how do you typically get your news every day? So I get my news from a couple of different sources. I get my news online, Mm -hmm. mostly online. Mm -hmm. I get it from the radio. Okay. I listen to the radio, and I do watch a tiny bit of news on the TV. Okay. See,
1: I no longer watch the news. I don't turn on any news station. I get my headlines through my online subscription to the newspaper.
0: <laughs> Which is, I think, a good resource. I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to watch TV to get news. Right, right. So I read the headlines.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't always even read everything. And then I choose if I'm going to read further, but it at least keeps me up to date. And then I get notice of breaking news, whatever. Uh, I do have those alerts, but that keeps me up to date enough without getting me into that negative mindset. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that may not work for everybody. But if you do want to take yourself from this into a more optimistic mindset, certainly cutting back on your intake of that information
0: and the news and the media is going to be helpful. Oh, yeah. Hugely helpful. I agree. But I also don't think it's a good idea to completely... Cut yourself off from the news, generally speaking, especially look what happened during the pandemic. We needed to stay up to date on the situation and just everything that was going on at that time. It was important to be paying attention to the news. So but I think you need to balance it and you need to do what's best for you in terms of deciding what your limit is. Right. Right. Okay. Number four, they suggest writing in a journal. We've already discussed that. And they talk specifically about gratitude. You and I kind of know gratitude already is a big, mm-hmm. big yep. benefit in our lives. Number five is a very, very big one. They're all big ones, but these last two, these are two very important tools to carry with you. Number five is you have to acknowledge what you can and cannot control. This is a big one. It is a big one. And it's a hard one. It's mm-hmm. difficult because we Western society conditioned people really want to be able to control as much as we possibly can. Right. And it's hard for us to let that go. Yes. And really the only thing you can control is yourself. Yes. And your own attitude and how you respond to a situation. And really when we're talking about optimism generally, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about building resilience from the foundation of maintaining a positive attitude. This is resilience. This is grit. Right. This is being able to experience something negative and not having it take you down completely. Well, I mean, I
1: don't know where this quote came from, but most people have heard it. And I'm going to not say it exactly right. But it's this whole idea of it's not the things that happen to you in your life. It is how you respond to them.
0: Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. Right. 100%. I totally agree. Because... You are going to experience setbacks and failures and negativity. Absolutely. It's going to happen. It's part of life. Mm-hmm. But the way you respond to it and the way you get back up on the horse and keep moving forward, whether you can do that or not, that is going to dictate your level of success. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles you pulled also talks a lot about Martin Seligman and explanatory styles and things like that. Yes. If you have time, I strongly encourage you to read his literature. He is the father of positive psychology. Yes. And he talks a lot about explanatory styles. I don't know that we should get into that here necessarily. It's a little deep. That's a little heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But go out and get his books and read them. They Mm -hmm. are very powerful. And they are the foundation that I started with teaching myself about optimism and how it builds resilience and grit. So, yeah, that's why this number five is so important. Acknowledge what you can and cannot control Mm -hmm. and act accordingly. Right. Because there are some things as much as you want to control them, you're just you can't. There's not one thing you can do about it. Right. Normally, those things include other people. (laughs) (laughs) Typically, they do. Right. Right? Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Okay. Number six. This is a tough one. (laughs) Because we've just spent the last half an hour talking about how important optimism is. And we're going to turn around and now say, don't forget to acknowledge the negative. (laughs) This article says it's important to remember that making an effort to be more optimistic doesn't mean walking around wearing rose colored glasses. While it's good for our mental health to see the positive in situations, not acknowledging the negative can hinder you in the long run. Optimism can be detrimental if it keeps you locked into fantasy and you are in denial about your current reality. You may be optimistic about finding a more lucrative job or loving relationship but if you do not address the issues that are keeping you from those goals you will not be able to create what you want. A combination of optimism and realistic thinking help people navigate through life. Realistic thinking does not mean never seeing the bright side of life. Not at all. It's simply a way of supporting your optimism with the action steps so that you can create a positive future as opposed to being stuck in fantasy. And I know that's a big one because there's a lot of self-help gurus out there and there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, think positive, think positive. But I think people don't hear the full message. They misunderstand it. They don't understand that it doesn't mean sticking your head in the sand. Right. And ignoring what's going on around you. And that also ties in with the idea that you need to turn off the news. I don't think that excluding yourself from news entirely is a good thing. Right. Because it can be equally dangerous to not pay attention to what's going on around you in the world. True. True. Well, those are all great
1: ideas on how we can at least start to retrain our brain right into Mm -hmm. thinking in a more positive, optimistic manner. But we mentioned earlier that there are some potential pitfalls to being overly optimistic. So we kind of (laughs) wanted to cover those as well. There's really three main ones. So we'll just kind of cover those. And they basically are common sense things. And we've mentioned them a little bit already. But the one is that you can have optimism bias. And that basically means that sometimes excessive optimism can lead people to overestimate the likelihood that they can experience good things while avoiding bad things. And of course, you know, that's just a common sense one, but it can happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, But it could encourage them to engage in more risky behavior than they maybe should. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to be careful with that. The next is they may have poor risk assessment. So if you're overly optimistic about something, you may be less likely to think about all of the potential risks involved and take the necessary steps to mitigate those risks. So let's just say it's a business venture or an investment of some sort, things like that. You really need to make sure you're looking at the positive and the negative of that in doing your risk assessment. So the last thing is toxic positivity. Sometimes people tend to overvalue positive feelings while ignoring or even repressing their negative ones. And it can maybe cause people to invalidate the emotional experiences that other people are going through when they encounter it. You know, and in the event that a friend's parent dies or something like that, that that's not necessarily the time to be overly optimistic and positive. There's a time for that and a time not. Right. Not to be that way. So, those are just some of the things, but it's basically focus on maintaining a healthy, realistic approach to positivity, a balance, but definitely err on the side of being optimistic. You're going to benefit every time in my opinion.
0: Oh well, yes because your attitude determines your altitude. I don't know who said that. But to me, that means staying positive as best you can. Because for those people who tend to believe that bad things continuously happen to them, it puts them in that frame of mind where they start looking for it. They start looking for the next negative thing and it's just a constant downward spiral and can lead to all kinds of things like depression and difficult relationships. It's just generally speaking, not a good thing. Toxic. It can be very toxic. toxic. Right. Right. And I hurt for those people. I I really do do. I do too. Especially with the pandemic and everything that we've experienced in the last, you know, several years. I feel for people who are struggling with their mental health and with their Neg- like a
1: negative mindset. Yes. Yeah. That, Cause it can be hard to dig out of that it, hole,
0: especially when
1: the world around you mm-hmm. is looking it's questionable. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to see a lot of optimistic things going on when you start looking around. Right. So it is. Yeah. So, well,
0: but we're there for you.
1: We are. <laughs> And I'm going to end on a positive quote. How's I think that? that?
0: I think that's a wonderful idea. I found
1: a, an interesting and what I thought was a great quote by Winston Churchill on optimism. He said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Doesn't get any better than that. There All you right. have it. I think that's it, right? That's it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for a new, interesting, and fun topic. Be sure to check the description of this episode for any links or information about the
0: episode's topics and to find us on our social media platforms. And don't forget to download this episode, give it a good review, and share it with your girlfriends. The more interaction we get, the more episodes we can post. Thanks,
1: everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.